You're tuned into Fork Podcast. This week, we're welcoming back Natalia Feldman, personal trainer and lifestyle coach. We discuss how people can begin their fitness journey through simple steps and not letting all the conflicting information prevent them from taking those first steps. If you're on iTunes, please leave a rating and a review. And don't forget to look for Fork Podcast on Spotify. You'll always find us by searching for Sean Chris Lewis. When I kind of evaluate mainstream media is like understanding what is their agenda. Even if I instinctively want to like it, I have to realize that I've also been conditioned as much as anyone else. So understanding what is their agenda, what are they trying to sell, and why are we buying it? All right. For the second time, we have Natalia Feldman back on Fork Podcast. Welcome, Natalia. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Again. For, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great to have you. How's your New Year's going? I see you've got some pretty big goals going on. Yeah, so um, as of January, actually, I started my cut for my upcoming first bikini uh, competition. So I've been training six days a week for at least two hours a day, uh, getting my nutrition super, super, it's super tight. And I guess to a lot of people who are not familiar with the scene, it can be seen as extreme. But I personally love the discipline. And I think starting the new year with something that's you've wanted to accomplish and seem so far away from your own kind of reality is really exciting and kind of forces you to push yourself past limits you didn't think you could do in the past. And people respond in strange ways to that, right? They they can sometimes start to create a, this story that you have a problem, you know, you're, you know, come on, you know, like you gotta, you can't be like that. You can't live like that. And they don't understand the idea that it's, it's a, it's a target. It's a goal. It's not, this is not your lifestyle for the rest of your life. This is a lifestyle that you adopt while you're trying to hit this particular target. Oh, 100%. I, that's why you have to be kind of in the scene. And that's what I keep stressing to understand why you're doing it. It's exactly as you said, because I've had people both commend me for it and being like whoa that's really cool dude like I'm gonna go support you you know like awesome and I've also had the same experience very negative feedback where it's like okay but you're already so small like why do you want to get smaller is it like a body dysmorphia issue um and I've spent the last three years where I've been entertaining the idea of doing this it's actually something I've had in the back of my mind however I didn't feel I was mentally strong enough to kind of go into it without like uh, prior issues with food, but like my old relationship with food was not the healthiest. Whereas now I've, I feel like kind of calmed that down and I can see it as just like for this time period, I will be more strict. However, after that, I can kind of go back to enjoying food, enjoying life around food and not having it being the strictest thing. So yeah, you have people who give you negative feedback, but it's important to just know that like why you're doing it or remind yourself, what are you gaining from it? And realizing like, why are these people saying these things, you know, like it's usually the people who are so far removed from your reality that'll give you the harshest criticism. So it's really key to keep that in mind and keep strong mentally. Yeah. So like, I want to talk to you a little bit about that because that that's a really interesting place for me right now where, you know, I'm looking at online fitness culture as you, as I had mentioned to you in the past, you know, talking about, um, mm-hmm. the way people represent themselves online as not being particularly realistic, but that's what people look at and that's what people aspire to. And they can be very unrealistic goals, especially for somebody who's just, you know, introduced to the fitness world. How do you sort of navigate that part of it? Um, I'm still learning to be quite honest, because I understand that in our real life today, as you, you said, people are looking for kind of perfection, because we're always consuming media by any means, as we talked about in our last podcast, 
the health and industry kind of feels like the diet culture, but with like a facade on right now. Yes, yes. Um, so you see a lot of like influencers that, you know, like have the abs, but you don't know that like they dehydrated themselves for the last 48 to 24 hours that, you know, like they did this, they did that. So it's really, really to remain vulnerable, but not too much so, so that you don't look shaky because people don't really look for that when they look for health. They want to see someone who's strong, both physically and mentally. So it's hard to find the balance, but I think you need to know yourself before you can project that onto others. We also live in a time where, you know, sense making has become harder and harder, right? Especially in health and fitness. I was just in the grocery store the other day and I went into just walking down one of the aisles and, you know, the cookie section, you know, and like the, the false advertising on the cookie boxes and, you know, like you have a heart health on an, on a, on a, on an oatmeal cookie, you know? So like there's so much, there's so much stuff going on and people are trying to understand health and, and I don't think the fitness industry is actually doing a hell of a good job at helping people to understand. I think the industry is trying to capitalize on the need for, you know, for 100%. being fit and healthy or weight loss. And they don't have your best interest in mind, for sure. I think our problem stems from the very definition. Like if we look at any problem, we have to change our definition with as time goes. I don't know if you agree with me, but I feel our society now more than ever equates weight loss or any kind of thing regarding like losing fat or weight as healthy, which is not always the case. So Mm -hmm. I think if we do want to go forward as an entire health field, maybe in the trainer field or just in media and stuff, we need to change the definition because I find it very problematic that I have a client that I have one client that's like, oh, okay, well, I had this oatmeal cookie, it's super healthy. And on the other spectrum, I have someone who's like, oh, but I had two bananas. That's like 40 grams of sugar. Like, that's Mm -hmm. so bad. You know, like the fact that we label every food as good or bad, like black and white like that, I feel that that it's those nuances that get us into this trouble. Yeah. How do people do it, though? How are people going to make sense? Because in the end of the day, nobody's going to be able to tell you everything you need to know. So how does one start? How does one start their journey into health and fitness? Do you have some sort of steps that you think that people need to respect as they enter the, the arena of, you know, I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to get fit. Where do I start? I think it starts with the basics. You have to start with what feels good for you. Not to go for like this super intense spin class. And then you got to do this like juice fast and all of this crap. Like start with this simple. Are you sleeping enough? Are you drinking enough water? Did I sleep at least seven hours? Because if my objective is either weight gain or weight loss, when we get less than seven hours, there's a hormone released in our body that makes us hungrier and tend to snack more to kind of like compensate for the lack of sleep. You don't want that. You want to be able to perform and give your 100% if you're going into a new objective. You can't half-ass it. Otherwise, you're not going to get there. And you're going to get there maybe, but with a broken leg, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Making a basis like, okay, today my goal is to have a liter of water. And that's why on my Instagram, I'm always reminding people, please drink your water. Hey, did you get your liter of water in? Did you get your glass in? Just very basic reminders. And I've had such a positive feedback from just reminding people of water. Hey, you know, like I feel better. My digestion system is like a lot nicer to me. Um, TMI, my bathroom times have been a lot easier. 
you know, like just with the basics, because when we get into difficult, like, hey, should I be taking BCAAs? You know, like I, I just joined the gym this week, but like, do I need 18? Do I need all these things? And the answer is no to all of that. Like, just start with what mom told you growing up. Like, that's something I always remind my clients. Like, your mom told you to eat your vegetables. She told you to eat fruit. She told you to go to sleep early. She told you to drink water. She told you to, you know, put that screen away. Just something I even need to get better at. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would recommend to everyone who wants to get started is listen to your body and try to understand what does health mean to you? Why are you doing it? Yeah, I ask you about those steps because it's so much easier to market like a product because people market their product and they put a lot of money into it and it's the first thing you'll somebody might see on their news feed right they go on youtube Mm -hmm. they hear some coach say it's a myth that we all need seven hours of sleep humans can function on three hours of sleep so the person's sitting there and they're like wait a second i thought that everyone's different and that you know some Mm -hmm. of us have a circadian rhythm that we require seven eight hours and now here's this person because it's being monetized right so the 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 ad hits the person before they're they can even get into the guts of trying to do a little bit of research the consumer gets immediately confused you're saying then people who want to get started they got to start with something simple like rest getting the water in them and so what were the other ones so step one i would say is prioritize your sleep hours number one you're doing your brain a service you're getting the rest you need but also physically, you carry a lot of stress throughout your day and you don't realize it until you finally relax. Okay. Uh, step two would be hydration. So hydration, we're, we're basically walking cucumbers is how you want to think of it. We're 90% water. A lot of my clients who tend to either, if they're younger, have breakouts constantly, cystic acne, acne. A lot of the problems are due to diet and lack of water. Sleep and water are like top two. Once you have that kind of packed down, I would say is focus on the diet because we if we focus on all of those things at the same time in my experience my clients who have like quit smoking who have lost 20 pounds who have you know changed your whole life around it's because we did it step by step so once you have those two down i would say focus on your diet look at like how much of my the food i'm eating is processed or is you know from a bag or is just like not good for me i know and like how much of it is true you know i don't like you mentioned like the oatmeal cookies with the heart I see cereals like Frosted Flakes and like Lucky Charms. They're like, yeah, it has the essential seven, eight greens you need in a day, but it's not true. Like we need to really change how we view healthy foods and not you're either eating like a rabbit, so celery and like cabbage soup every day, or you're eating like Doritos and a burger. I don't know if you can agree with me, but this has been my experience with my clients where like they're going to the gym five days a week, they mess up one day and then they don't come for a month because they're embarrassed that, you know, they didn't maintain that like 100%. I also think that one thing that I want to mention that you were talking about before, one of the things that I have the, my biggest worry is now that the industries are hijacking wellness. I see it in all fields. Like I'm even noticing, like when I go to pick up my like vitamin supplements, um for my condition that like i see diet pills now being marketed as like health pills like i'm seeing a Mm -hmm. lot like oh if you have low iron and you're looking to lose weight here's this but it's not actually an iron pill it has very low percentage 
And if you look at the quality grade ingredients, it's really just caffeine in a pill. So I totally agree. And I, I feel I see celebrities from like Kim Kardashian to God knows who else, like whatever fitness influencer who are really jumping on these, like they call them like, you know, like detox teas. And I'm sure we've seen them for years, right. but like, I still have girls and guys alike that are still falling into this trap because they're just changing the name. You know, like before it was like weight loss tea, but now weight loss tea is like a little too out there. And I feel that like our, we're trying to go more towards a healthier way. And the diet culture is just putting on a different mask every time. So now instead of weight loss pillar tea, it's now health tea. And like, if you want to grow your nails and hair, but also lose weight, like if they're trying to sell this eight in one fabric when it's not at all the case, they might cater to like, oh, if you have fragile nails or, you know, like if you have a bloated stomach, it could be due to like your gut health, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's, I don't know if you've caught on to that too, but there's a lot of pages that are selling like pills and ashwagandha and all these healthy, you know, like health foods that are great. It's really strange, but I think what I've come to mind with it and the kind of little checklist I've made myself when I kind of evaluate mainstream media is like understanding what is their agenda, you know, like at every product, even if I instinctively want to like it, I have to realize that I've also been conditioned as much as anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding what is their agenda, what are they trying to sell and why are we buying it? Actually, that's a very good point. One of the things that I read and it is really locked and loaded in my brain now is that if it penetrates your filters, you know that there's money behind it. No, I think that's spot on, honestly. Sometimes what we see and what is being sold to us and what you mentioned, what kind of money is behind that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I feel it's all recycled. And at the end of the day, in my head, I'm always like, oh, all these companies must be working together because I saw this guy do that. I saw this girl do that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, are you guys all in the same group chat and kind of planning all this? You know, like it just feels too planned out and, I don't know. It's just scary how much it works. It's scary well, how we haven't changed or adopted at all. Well, lifestyle lifestyle is boring, right? You can't market sure. lifestyle. Right. You can't monetize lifestyle. It's about, like you just said, your first two points that you were talking about, you know, like uh, sleep and hydration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apart from selling that <laughs> sketchy program I told you about before on the sleep thing, like forget yeah. that. Like that's the attempt to try and make money on sleep. But listen, we're humans. We we pretty much know we need sleep. Like don't oh, like yeah. get confused, everybody, about you know how much sleep you need and don't. You know, you know if you're waking up refreshed and feeling good. People are being marketed to, and we don't want the marketing side to confuse people. So. Get the marketing out of your life. Don't buy a product. Don't think about any of that stuff until you get, one, your sleep down. Get to bed early. Learn how much sleep you need. Get water in your body. Okay, that's two. So where's our third? What's our third, Natalia? Tell us. Whole food. (laughs) Healthy food, right? Healthy food. So what's, what's healthy food? You know, in a time where, you know, everybody's told that meat's going to kill them and then people are told pesticides are going to kill them and GMOs are going to... See, it comes back in again, right? The the advertisement and false claims all start coming back to confuse the food side. I'm just going to share with you that I, I'm just remembering you eating the strawberries without washing them first. That's the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> I, I do it too with my grapes, so I hear you. Um, so... That's really funny, actually, because I prepared some notes um, because I've experimented with a lot of diets and I myself eat pretty plant based for the most part. But uh-huh. that's because it makes me feel personally the best. Okay. I think 
when it comes to health, people need to understand that, yes, as much as we're all human, we all do have different backgrounds and genetics. And with that comes hundreds and thousands of years of cultivation and diet that was subject to our region. Okay. So I think what might not work for me as a Middle Eastern woman might not work for someone who's from like, I don't know, Siberia or Vietnam or you know what I mean? So that's one thing you need to take into account. Mm -hmm. Listen to your body. Like I always say, your body is always going to give you feedback. If it's right for you, you should typically start to lose a few pounds. Your energy should start to feel a little bit better. Nothing extreme, right? Because people expect like a a lightning bolt to hit, you know, (laughs) hey, I ate an apple and then I wanted to run a marathon. Absolutely. I think the the lightning bolt image that you just described is due to our marketing. Like whenever I see like uh, an ad for, again, like on a product or a trainer or a nutritionist trying to sell themselves on something, they're usually describing this like sense of euphoria like almost to the degree of an orgasm, I call it, because it's just like absurd to what degree they kind of romanticize it as like, yeah, you're going to take this product and then you're going to run like 10 laps and then you're going to write down a 150 page novel and then you're going to go take your wife to like the honeymoon of your dreams part three. Like that's not how it works. Getting to know your body is kind of like getting to know another person. So when you start, you start slow, you get to know them and then later as it evolves and gets more comfortable, that's where you can kind of focus on the the more intricate details. The same can be said I personally don't react well to dairy but I do react well to eggs so like granted I'm pretty plant-based I will have eggs because my body reacts well I'm more energetic I digest it quite well but I know people who are the opposite they react super well to dairy um there are some other foods that like for you and me might process well but it's not the same for them so listen to your body your body is a machine it's going to give you feedback if it doesn't come out well you're going to pay for it in some way um but you'll know. So I think that's the best thing. And again, I think it's just the marketing has like romanticized how we view health and ourselves so much that even people who have like a body positive page do it as well. And even though they have good intentions, I don't think they're being completely honest in what they're trying to sell. So it's really important for people to keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we got our sleep, we got our water, we got our experimenting with different types of nutrition, probably not jumping into anything extreme right away. But like you said, if you're eating a lot of garbage, just try and cut the garbage down. Just because something's working for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And you got to be patient at trying to find what suits you best and that it's sustainable over time. So that's our, Absolutely. that's our three points. Is there a fourth? Is there something else in there? Or is, what about exercise? Do we, uh, do we go are- like out and run marathons, like on our first day of <laughs> exercise? What do we do? It sounds good. <laughs> in theory, it sounds good. Huh? Um, no. So one thing I tell all of my friends and clients, like I have friends who live farther away from me and they're like, Oh man, I'd love to have you train me. But like, you know, like live so far, like, what do you suggest? And like, I find people, what they tend to do, and I'm sure you see it in the month of January, especially is like new year, new me. So people want to come to the gym five days a week, like go from it. But they just went from like sitting on their couch all day, all week, you know, not really doing much activity. So my first advice is if you really want to get into, again, a lifestyle change, not just like, I want to lose 10 pounds ASAP quick, and then gain it back in a month. Um, you should start progressively. Like I always say, like if you're not used to the gym setting and the thought of it already gives you anxiety, let alone the anxiety of like, oh my God, I have to push my body to an extreme. Start light. Like just getting into the gym, I feel re- people don't realize is already a, like a really good objective in itself. Getting in there, getting yourself familiar with the environment. If you're 
even if you walked on a treadmill for just 20 minutes in the gym and you left after that, that's enough because you're conditioning your brain. There's a lot of psychological aspects to training. And I feel that people like to skip the kind of like, I always call it like the first five dates, you know, before you get fully into it. Yeah. So make yourself like a reasonable and even if it doesn't sound good to say out loud, who are you trying to impress except your own heart, your own body, your own lungs? Like you should focus on just trying to condition yourself to like the gym. So when I started getting into fitness, like I want to say six, seven years ago, very seriously, I went to the gym maybe twice a week. Okay. But in those twice, two times I just I ran for like maybe 10 minutes I did some fun stretches I tried like a cool exercise that I saw someone else do and it looked pretty easy enough and then in a matter of a month I, I conditioned myself so well that like going to the gym was no longer a struggle you know like that struggle of like oh it's raining or oh it's cold out or oh I had a long day that was no longer an issue and I feel that's like something that takes people on average between one month to three months to overcome so I want to say the first three months of your journey should just be conditioning yourself. After that, you can pick up the pace, but just start by like loving it. And I'm not saying like the gym with the weights has to be your field. You know what I mean? Like I have people who hate that and they'd rather go to ballet or go to a dance class. So get mm -hmm. yourself used to it. Once a week, go to that dance class, but make sure you go. And after I, a month, you might notice you want to go more. We want people to start to get to know their body. I agree with you, mm -hmm. man, and, and I think it's so important, and it takes time to get to know your body, and you start to, with the simple steps, but then we, uh, we're constantly confronted with this thing, it's the conundrum, which is fast results also keep people motivated, you know, when you start and you don't get results... There's that big danger of just not doing it anymore because you, I'm always struggling with that. Like, man, what do I tell them? Like, I want them to see results so it keeps them motivated. But at the same yeah. time, I want them to understand that if you can't do something sustainable, you won't keep your results. So absolutely. how do you get around that? I, I try to catch up with my clients both in and out of the gym. Um, I have different people respond differently right i think defining progress is different for them like a lot of it i've realized is i mean i know it's obvious when you say it but like when you're actually working hands-on with it a lot of it is mental progress so like understanding like how people see themselves and in order for people to see their physical progress they need to be mentally ready to take it in so i think taking away the superficial lens and looking more at like, well, how are you moving? Are you moving better generally? Because it's no secret that exercise helps with mobility. It helps, you know, like, are you having less like breakdowns during your week? Because it helps with your hormonal balancing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think we focus too much progress on the superficial. Like I have a bicep line. I have, you know, the gap, thigh gap. I think we need to embody health as what health was intended to. And that's all aspects. Okay. Yeah. So oh, now we got, we got the sleep, We've got the water. We got the experimenting with the nutrition program that works for you. We got the exercise, finding what you really enjoy and uh, mindset. Okay, so can we cover because none of this works without the right mindset, right? Absolutely. You got to have mindset. Personally, I write. I think the best way I find to get to know myself is by writing every morning. What do you do for your mindset? I do similar to you. I actually write a lot. But one thing I've learned this year is that I actually am more comfortable expressing myself verbally. So a new type of way, but it's very similar to writing, is I voice note. But it's like the same concept as having a journal. Oh, yeah. Where I, I just have a conversation with myself. And you're going to feel silly maybe the first two times you do it. But it, I mean, 
it grows more comfortable with yourself. And frankly, I'm at a point in my life where I'm in the shower and I'm already muttering to myself about my day. So it's yeah. not that much more different. <laughs> um, but having a conversation where myself where like, you're, you're talking and you're like, but wait, why do I think of myself that way? Or like, did I really mean when I said that, like, oh, I look horrible? Or like, why do I feel horrible? Why? And, you know, and you just kind of get to know yourself in a more intimate and transparent way where if, if, when I listened to my voice notes when I started this this year, which was like, I want to say seven months ago, I started taking like, vo- um, like doing more vocal journaling. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, it's very superficial. Like I sound like I'm trying to impress whoever might listen to this, but at the end of the day, no one else is going to listen oh, wow. to it except me. Yeah. And then now fast forward seven months, I'm really honest with myself. I find I'm like calling myself out on very toxic mindsets and behaviors that like serves me no good. And even defining like what mindset was good, it took me a few months of like, just again, the same thing as your journaling, I'm sure like, you write it down. And then later, you're like, Oh, okay, well, you know what, like, that actually doesn't hold true. Or like, why did I feel this way? You know, and you cut through the writing or through the talking to yourself, you kind of calm yourself down and get yourself into a more like humble kind of grounding, if you will. And it's less so about like, what do I want to look like? Because I feel like every day that we step out of our bed, and into the world we're thinking what kind of image do i want to set today whereas when you're trying to get to know yourself you're trying to understand well what am i before i even put that image out yeah that to me is is critical the the voice notes i love it our thoughts are all over the place people think all of us included i say people but i include myself in that obviously that we think our thoughts are straight until somebody asks us to express them out loud or in writing, yes. we realize our thoughts are actually very scattered. And you hear those people say, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, like, <laughs> yes. do, do you yes. get it? Do you know what I mean? Because they don't even know what they mean. Because they are no, they're not being crisp and concise with their responses. And writing or voice notes is the only way to get your, your actual thoughts into reality. That's why I believe that it's the most critical component of really making change. It's helped me so much in terms of assessing and getting to know myself. And I feel that we're all still learning no matter what age or point in our life we may be at. And you're totally right. Like when people are, even myself, I catch myself when I'm not journaling as much or paying too much attention to my mental health. I find myself going into that conundrum of like, do you know what I mean? Because it's just so abstract and not formulated into words. And I always feel like the most successful people may be in like, as an author, as a inter, as anything, you know, like whatever field, it's because they know themselves and they know how to present their facts. You know, like it's not, I feel you've been in the same place as I have been where I thought of something, I never really wrote it down or put it into a place. And then I saw someone do exactly what I thought of two years later. And I was like, damn it, I thought of that. You know, like if I went through it, I could have been that and I would have been a millionaire by now, you know, but it's, it's just the most successful people, in my opinion, are those who understand how the mind works more more so theirs and how they can portray it to others. And it's only through, like you mentioned, voice notes and writing that you can kind of get that level of intimacy and that conciseness in expressing your ideas because they're all abstract. You know, like some people think in colors, some people think in pictures and being able to translate that is the difference between someone who kind of goes, you know what I mean? And here's a whole book on like exactly what I what you meant. You. Exactly. <laughs> Man. Well, Natalia, that was awesome. Thank you so much. This was like a, we got a lot down there, man, for, for people to follow and for the, if anybody's still into new year, new me, 
this is a good <laughs> podcast to start listening to and don't doubt the simplicity, right? The simplicity Absolutely. is so important because you get, that's where you, that's what you can duplicate. You can duplicate the day-to-day steps that eventually get you to your goals. Well, Natalia, thanks so much again. And as always, your uh, contact will be in the show notes and people can most likely get in touch with you on Instagram. I believe that's the best place, right? Absolutely. All right, Natalia, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Ron. You have an awesome day. You too. Bye.